Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Presented by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors, a proud partner of your St. Louis Blues. Find your perfect new floor at our four convenient locations and online at boardwalkhardwood.com. With Brooke Gripsley and Super Bowl champ Kerry Davis, I'm Randy Carricker. Great to have you with us on the opening drive on 101 ESPN. And we head into the Blues booth now. Joining us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line is our friend, the Blues play-by-play man on Bally Sports Midwest, John Kelly. JK, good morning. How are you doing? I'm good, Randy. How are you? Everything's good. And we'll talk about last night's game. But I want to start with Pavel Buchnevich because I think because of the tenor of this season and what's happened with all the trades and, and the performance of the team, and the fact that he's been hurt a little bit, we tend to overlook how good he's been. 52 games, 23 goals, 38 assists, 61 points in 52 games, and he's a plus 11. Butchnevich appears to be a legitimate NHL star. Yeah, he um, has had a really good year, Randy. As you said, those are, there are great numbers on a team that you know has struggled, especially at times, to score goals. And, um, you know, the plus-minus really sticks out to me. I know that it can be a little bit deceptive. Um, and don't forget, he's been on the ice for a lot of those empty net goals against, like a lot of the Blues players. So, you know, people bring up the plus minus on the Blues, but they've allowed, I believe, now 20 empty net goals or something like that. Um, so a lot of their, their plus minus are going to be really, really poor because of those empty net goals. But his remains in positive territory, so it's really good to see. And I've been impressed with him at center, Randy. I think he's done a good job. Obviously, it's a learning process, and he's not going to learn it you know, in a week or even a month, but he looks uh, he looks free out there, and he's doing a really good job out the middle. And, John, he's a plus 11, as we mentioned. Nathan Walker is the only Blues forward in plus territory, and he is a plus one in 41 games. So to be plus 11 and be the only guy that's a plus in the plus minus among the Blues forwards, that's pretty telling. Yeah, it is. And, you know, obviously if you're going to be a center iceman, Randy, as we know, you've got to be very responsible um, it might be the most important position on the ice, aside from goaltender, because you control the ice, especially in front of your own zone, or goal, rather. So, you know, the fact that he is a plus player means he is responsible, and, you know, maybe this experiment will turn into a full-time center ice job for Pavel. Well, J.K., you know we got to talk about it. Obviously, Jordan Bennington was the big story of the night, really stealing his show. And when he has those fiery moments, is it more for his game or is it more for the team's game and amping them up? Well, I, you know, it's probably a little bit of both, Brooke. But, you know, in this situation, I can't really blame him for being upset. I, I know in some of the past incidents where he's he sort of lost his cool you know, he's given up a goal and, and you know, he's taunted the other team or the bench. Um, but in this case, you know, he gives up the fifth goal to Hartman, and Hartman bumps him. 
And it's one of those things where if you went to Hartman after the game last night, he probably said, well, I didn't try to do it. Um, I, I look at it sort of the same way as what happened with Kadri last year in game three when he accidentally on purpose fell on Bennington. And, you know, he claims he didn't mean to do it. Well, only one person knows. I know it's different circumstances, and I know that Bennington wasn't hurt on the play in last night's game. But, you know, I think that NHL players really can control what they do and when they can stop and things like that. So I, I think that there probably was some intent there. And, you know, Bennington lost his cool. And when you consider that he had given up five goals at that point in, you know, just over 30 minutes of hockey, you can understand why he was frustrated. Why didn't the linesmen just let Fleury and Bennington fight? That's a great question. And, and to me, they should have. Um, you know, they have rules in place, as we know, for fighting. So if you fight, you get five minutes for fighting. And if two guys want to fight and, you know, settle things down or settle a score or whatever, to me, you shouldn't randomly say, well, I'm going to let these guys fight, but I'm not going to let, you know, these two people fight. So I don't understand it. I think that there should be consistency and they should have let those two guys fight last night. John, when I look at the play and what took place last night, I think two things are, are taking place. Obviously, Bennington is is has dealt with an injury from being hit by a, by a player in the crease. And then you also have, I think there's a little bit of frustration because there are often players in his face. And when I watch our team in other goalies' face, you see four or five guys removing that guy. But when guys are in Bennington's face, you don't have as much uh, aggression towards those opposing players. Do you think that's part of the, uh, the frustration that he's dealing with well again that it's a question you'd have to ask him um I, I do think at times the blues need to stick up for each other better i think you make a good point carrie um but last night's situation it was just really a, a knee-jerk reaction by by jordan you know he gets he gets bumped into and in a second or two he goes after hartman and he landed a really good punch with his blocker to, to his face i mean he, <laughs> he got did. it he got his money's worth so <laughs> So the other players in that situation didn't really have a chance to go in and stick up for Jordan. Um, but I think, you know, as I said at times, I think that they can do a better job of that. Hey, John, what have you thought of Rana so far? I've liked him. And, you know, that goal last night he scored, Randy, uh, the first goal where he, he sort of sliced through the defense and, and beat Flurry up high was a real good goal scorer's goal. So, you know, he's come as advertised and he's got a really good shot. And, you know, he's going to the inside and, and getting some goals. So, um, obviously, he's got good speed. And remember, he had only played in five NHL games before the trade to St. Louis. So, I, I think it's going to take him a while to get up to full speed. Um, but so far, so good. I think I've liked what I've seen. Kasperi Kapanen uh, came out pretty hot his first couple of games. He's kind of disappeared the last few games. What have you seen from his play? Well, the, the thing I've seen from him is that you know, I mentioned Verona's getting to the inside. I haven't seen Kapanen get to the inside as much as he did in his first couple of games. I know one of his goals was an empty net goal. And I think the other was a shorthanded goal. But um, you don't score goals in this league from the outside. So, um, I, you know, I did talk to one of their broadcasters the day the trade was made, or not a trade, but they picked him up on waivers. And that's what the, that the gentleman indicated is that at tens, he, he, he does time, uh, at, he tends to at times, sorry about that, just to go to the outside and stay on the outside. So I think that with his speed, and he's a big guy. You know, I, I saw him in the locker room in his, you know, gym shorts and, and shirt. You know, he's a solid guy. Um, so he, he needs to get to the inside to score goals. And I think that he's probably gotten away from that a little bit. J.K., uh, 
going back to that battle and what could have been with Mark Andre Fleury and Jordan Bennington, who is your who would your money be on to win that fight? <laughs> you know what? I was thinking about that last night, and I've, <laughs> I've called some goalie fights in my career. Uh, the famous one was Patrick Waugh yeah. and Mike Vernon back in March of of '97 when. They had a bench clearing brawl, and um, but in, in that game, Wah actually hurt his shoulder in the fight, and it hurt him in the playoffs. And and Detroit won that series in the third round. So you got to be careful with goalies because obviously they're not accustomed to the fighting. But I was thinking, you know, all these times that Bennington's tried to get somebody to fight him, yeah. and he's never been successful. And last night was close. Um, I'd like to just see how he does because he clearly wants to fight. So my impression and my opinion is, let's see how he can fight. And, and last night was a great opportunity until the linesman ruined the, ruined the chance. John, the way Fleury put down that helmet, I wasn't sure how that was going to go. I didn't know if that was a, I'm crazy as hell, you need to back up, or I'm scared as hell, don't fight me. I, it, it, it scared me the way he took his, his helmet off, his mask yeah, off. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think Fleury, I read something that he had a, he had a goal of, of getting in a fight early in his career. He's never done that. Um, but Bennington does have have age on his side. You know, he's you know close to thirty, and Flurry's in his upper thirties. So um, maybe youth would have served uh, Benny really well last night. I don't know. Hey, John. By the way, I mentioned it earlier to to Brooke because. Nationally, Jordan Bennington takes a lot of grief, and maybe it's because since winning the Stanley Cup, he has not been pristine across the board. But you did cover one of the most emotional goalies in history, in Patrick Waugh. I did, and and he was a fiery guy. And you know, for for the most part, I think it helped Patrick get up for games and uh, stay motivated and stay focused. And I, I, you know, I know that you know, I think it was Brooke who asked me earlier. You know, does he do it for? himself or the team so I don't really know but my my hunch is he probably does it um equally um for both um because when he's playing on the edge and he's aggressive and and all that stuff he's a better goaltender um at the same time he's frustrated and he's a, he's a winner and a competitor and you know I think at times he has gone over the top a little bit and I know the coach called him out on that earlier this year um but last night was justified and I, I think that he had a good reason to be really upset. John Kelly, it'll be good to have you back on the call for the Blues after TNT had last night's game, and you are in uh, in Washington, D.C. tomorrow night. Yes, against Oshie and the Capitals. Um, not sure if Ovechkin's going to play. He did not play. Um, I didn't see their game last night, um, but he didn't play two games ago, so we'll see if he can go. All right, J.K., have a great trip, safe travels, and we'll talk to you next week. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That is the TV voice of the Blues, John Kelly on 101 ESPN.